All right, good morning, everybody. This is Old History here. Uh, I'd like to apologize for not getting around to a podcast for the last two weeks. You know, it's Mother's Day weekend, and uh, and then last weekend I was just simply too busy. So this this week's podcast, I wanted to talk about Native American history because on Thursday, uh, which I believe is the twenty eighth, uh, will, it will be the anniversary of the date that the Indian Removal Act was signed into law. And for those that don't know, the Indian Removal Act pretty much forced all of our Native American ancestors right out of the South and forced them onto reservations somewhere in the Great Plains. Probably Oklahoma. So Tennessee was first settled by the Paleo Indians around 12,000 years ago. You might have heard them called the Paleo Americans. But they were the first people that came to America crossing the Bering Strait in Asia. And they were pretty much just following the migratory patterns of big game. And it's thought that they first arrived in North America between 20,000 and 15,000 years ago. So the, the Cherokee evolved from the Mississippian culture. And they arrived in the Smoky Mountains around AD 1000. Evidence of their civilization still exists today and can be found if, if you know what to look for. Uh, you might have heard them called the Mound Builders. And it's pretty much what it is. They built mounds for the uh, for the deceased, and all over Virginia and Tennessee. So anyway, they were believed to have been a branch of the Iroquois, who moved south from Iroquois and uh, the Cherokee, excuse me, or believed to have been a branch of the Iroquois who moved south from the Iroquoian lands in New England. Now, the Cherokee Nation consists of seven clans, and they stretch from the, their land stretched from the Ohio River into South Carolina, with the eastern band living in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which is believed to be the ancestral home of the Cherokee Nation. So, in the Cherokee language, this is called the Trail Where We Cried. And on May 28, 1830, President Jackson signed into law the Indian Removal Act. And by 1838, the federal government began to, quote-unquote, round up the Cherokee into stockades. And they ended up shooting nearly 4,000 Cherokee. One-fifth would die from starvation and disease. But about 1,000 Cherokees in Tennessee and North Carolina escaped the roundup. And they eventually gained recognition in 1866 establishing the tribal government in 1868. And uh, the place where they settled is now known as Cherokee, North Carolina. And today they are known as the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. So the Cherokee like to settle close to rivers in towns such as Cheyaha, Teleco, Chota, and Tenasi. Uh, and they settled, the Cherokee themselves would settle in the land that would become East Tennessee. The Shawnee, Uchi, and Kosati lived in lands that would become Middle Tennessee, and the Chickasaw and Kapal lived in the lands that would become West Tennessee. So just a side note here, we should also note that most of the Appalachian region lies right in the middle of the Great Warpath. So before Tennessee became a state, and when our pioneer ancestors were still settling in the area, uh, the settlers 
recorded in diaries or made written statements about the frequency of the warring natives. Because at that time, you know, pioneers were moving in, people taking their lands. You know, they they basically went to war with them. You know, a lot of that, now there are a lot of different factors that could have contributed to it, such as blood law or clan law or, you know, something of that nature. So the Great War Path, it starts from around the Gulf of Mexico, somewhere around Mobile, and it continues through Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania. And it's thought to have started or ended in New York. But there is evidence suggesting that it continued north into the Alani Mountains and into the Mid-Atlantic region, New England, and into Newfoundland, where it reached a northern terminus. So about the separate tribes. The Yuchi tribe was first encountered by Europeans and it was first encountered by Europeans in 1540 uh, when Hernando de Soto uh, came through the area. They were referred to as the Chisca and are located in the highlands north of the Tennessee River. The last of this tribe relocated to the Chattahoochee River around 1715 and became part of the Creek Confederacy. Now the Chickasaw claimed an extensive hunting range that extended that included all of West Tennessee and a portion of Middle Tennessee. Now during the winter of 1540 to 1541, the Chickasaw warriors boldly resisted Hernando de Soto's effort to assist them in his search for gold. To force them to force them to assist him in his search for gold, excuse me. The Chickasaw were not so immersed in the European wars of empire, however, as to neglect their own immediate interest in, you know, in 1715 and 1747, they combined forces with the Cherokee to expel the Shawnees from Middle Tennessee. Now, the, another one is the Kosati tribe, but most of their history is only known from about 1500 until well along in the 17th century. This tribe lived upon the Tennessee River, and in the 1800s, these people had moved from the Casada at Larkin's Landing, just below the confluence of where the Coosa and Tallapoosa Rivers become the Alabama River. They survived today in the Casada tribe of Louisiana, the Alabama Casada tribe of Texas, and the Alabama Casardi tribal town in Oklahoma. The Shawnees were the most southerly located of all the Algonquin tribes. It is believed that the Iroquois drove the main body of Shawnee from the east, scattering them as far west as the Mississippi River and south into Alabama. The Shawnee had their main village near what is today Nashville, and this placed them directly into conflict with the Cherokee. And in 1740, uh, 1714, the Cherokee Chickasaw, and Chickasaw united to drive the Shawnee out of the region. And the last tribe, which is the Kapal, they were believed to have migrated from the Ohio River Valley around uh, the year 1200 and lived along the banks of the Mississippi River. The Algonquin-speaking peoples called the Kapal the Akansa, and the French called them Arkansas. <coughs> Excuse me. And the French named the Arkansas River and the, the territory and state for Arkansas after them. So in Tennessee, 
anyway, not, not really America, but in Tennessee, the first recorded encounter with any Native Americans was in 1540, when uh, Hernando de Soto followed the French Broad River and found several well-fortified Native American towns. You know, one such was called Chiha and was situated in what is today Danridge on the now-submerged Zimmerman Island. It is reported that the Spaniards were very well received by the Chiahans, despite their strange appearance and their their conquest for gold and so on and so forth. But they were met with food, you know, a place to rest, and even went so far as to play in the French Broad River together. And they received the great hospitality of the Chiahans until De Soto requested women to accompany he and his men on their journey. So rather than fight the Spaniards, the Chiahans left their town early on the morning of the next morning in hopes that the Spaniards would leave. So De Soto would respond by leading 30 horsemen and 30 footmen against the Chiahans who took refuge on a nearby island. Unable to reach them by horse, De Soto accepted a negotiated truce that gave the Spaniards porters, but no women. You know, and a few other expeditions were made by Tristan de Luna in 1559 and Juan Pardo in 1567. But uh, those aren't really... But while they encountered Native Americans, uh, they were really on the search for the seven cities of gold. But that's that's a story for a different podcast. So I hope you excuse my stuttering over words this morning. I've not yet finished my coffee. Um, we'll conclude this and wrap it up. And I hope everybody has a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we'll catch you next time.